up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hi, Mamas. Welcome to Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. We are hitting a fever pitch. It is time to go back to school, y'all. Some of your kids have been in school since the beginning of August, and it seems like every week there's new kids going back to school. But I think by time Labor Day hits, which was just this weekend, all the kids are back in school, which is incredible. It's like time for mamas to get back to their schedules, back to their intentions, back to their goals. I mean, that's just what it is. And what I was thinking about is as I was preparing to send my baby off into another school year, each year is a level up, not just for me as far as how I mother, but for her. You know, each year our kids have to receive and accept more responsibility. So even though we've repeated, I don't know, about 35 million times, put your dish in the sink, brush your teeth, flush the toilet, wash your face, put lotion on, or whatever those everyday responsibilities are, duties, we want to say it less the older they get, right? So at eight, I don't want to have to say every single morning, brush your teeth. I think that that should be something that she could remember. I don't want to have to say every morning, did you put lotion on? And then I have to do it. I want us ritualistically to do it every morning so it becomes second nature. So I have to take a new approach. Instead of getting frustrated that I have to repeat myself 35 million times, I go into the bathroom with her. Are you ready to brush your teeth? How's that lotion coming? Okay, now it's time to wash our face. And teach her because my daughter always feels like she doesn't know what she's doing, where I've taught her many times, perhaps at age four was too early for me to teach a child how to wash her face. So now at eight, we can dig into it. She cares a little bit more. She cares a lot about what her friends think of her at school. I can lay out the repercussions if she doesn't like, oh, you'll have an eye boogie. Ooh, your nose might have snot on it. You don't want your friends making fun of you for that. So let's clean our face and be prepared for school. This is now your responsibility. And so she receives things in a much more non-confrontational way, the older she gets, which is hallelujah. But as you mamas know, every single day is a new challenge that arises. It's a new obstacle that we have to hurdle. There are new ways that we can try to speak to them so that it actually goes into the membrane. I recorded something that I really want to share with you guys. And this is an important fact that I want my child to learn in her third grade year. 
Now, mind you, when kids are babies, they touch each other. They get sick a lot in preschools because they're all over each other. They touch each other's faces and snot, and it's a Petri dish situation. The older they get, the more responsible they have to be, not only over their own bodies, but also how much they are responsible with other people's bodies. Now, that's a weird way of saying it, but I just want to amplify to her that her body is her body and she's not to touch other people, right? Playtime, et cetera. It really dawned on me because I was asking her about patty cake games. Now, when we were kids, we did a lot of patty cake. Remember numbers and slide and we'd be all day in the parking lot doing slide and going for hours. Well, my daughter looked up innocently at me and very clearly said, no, mommy, we're in a pandemic. We're not allowed to touch each other. And I was like, Oh my gosh, in a pandemic world, there is no patty cake. So that really hurt my soul. But what I'm realizing is that my daughter is very handsy when it comes to me. She has no problems whatsoever violating my space. But I'm her mom, right? She used to actually eat all of her meals sucking on my breasts. So I can't fault her. I mean, I can't shame her for being super comfortable with my body, but it is time to start creating boundaries. So I wanted to play this for you. And by the way, every time I record a podcast, it's in the middle of the night so that my child is asleep and I can record these bad boys uninterrupted. Well, on this day, I actually had the audacity to think that I can record it while she's home when she's in her room reading a book. Well, that went completely awry. She completely commandeered my time, made it about her, as kids tend to do, but at the same time, it was a teaching moment. And I wanted to share this with you because all this talk about gentle parenting is great. And there are a lot of funny videos talking about how gentle parenting goes wrong. Like you just need to dive into a vat of wine every time you try to gentle parent. But there are levels to this. And once you start to breathe and you understand that sometimes gentle parenting is tense, but gentle. And I wanted to share with you how I navigate this space. So there's a lot going on here. One, trying to do my podcast. Two, taking this opportunity to teach my daughter about boundaries, keeping her hands to herself and not violating anybody's space. Three, my daughter is very upset that I'm taking the time to do my podcast because when she is in my presence, there's something in her head that tells her I'm on her time. I am on her time. I need to be available to her at all times, whenever she needs me. And four, she gets a little jealous when I'm not paying 100% of my attention on her. So all of this is happening at once, but at the core, I'm staying true to my gentle parenting, but also being very clear about what I want her to know and very clear about my boundaries. So welcome to the September issue where we're talking about boundaries and doing it all with love. Ah, my baby. They always push us, but remember, we got this, mamas. Or at least that's what I keep telling myself. So here is my discussion with my munch two days before school started, where I'm preparing her mentally for what she needs to be responsible for, brushing her teeth, putting lotion on, getting ready, because our greatest challenge last year was the struggle to get her ready in the morning so we can get out the house and we can go to school. So you will enter the scene where I've talked to her about putting lotion on and she, out of the blue, 
takes her hand to my one-shouldered T-shirt and pulls it down in order to expose my breast or in an attempt to expose my breast. This is what happened. Stop. Really, the boundaries. You're not understanding. My body is my body. Your body is your body. But you can't just be pulling my shirt. That's just inappropriate. I want to pull your shirt so it goes on camera. No, I need you to understand boundaries. I think we really have to have a strong conversation about this. You can't touch other people's clothes. It's inappropriate. Here, I've expressed it many times. I don't like it. And I say, please stop doing it. And I give you a stern voice. And I say, no, you can't have this because you violated my boundaries. At school, they'll put you in the principal's office and say you have to go home for a couple days for inappropriate behavior. I know, I know. I Do you understand? Don't touch anybody's clothing. Don't touch anybody's body. I know. So why do you do it with your mother? Because you're my mother. So you can violate my space? (laughs) What does being your mother have to do with... But I'm not wearing a bra. Uh But why do you want to share it with what we're recording? I just wanted to see. You see my boobs all the time. You're a little boob obsessed right now. You see my boobs all the time. Why do you want to see it on camera? I wanted to see if you had a bra on. You could just ask me. Oh, yeah. And I just told you I don't. Okay. Okay. So because we need a little bit more discipline in our intentionality living day to day, and I think we've the pandemic and just how hard it is to be a single mom and do all the things. Um, each year we still have to get stop, please. I've asked you to stop. Each year we have to add a little bit more to our game. Please leave. Please leave. My daughter keeps messing with me. And I say, go to your room. I'm recording. I have things I need to record. So please go to your room. Thank you. And that's hard because my daughter is messing with the camera. She's just like wants to be disruptive in this moment. I ask her to leave. Can you close the door, Nyla? And then I realize in that moment of telling her to go away, which is really hard for her because she just wants to be with her mom. I thought it was a good time to throw her a love bomb because it makes her feel good when I compliment her on something that she's done really well that she's taken responsibility for. And I think that counterbalancing go away with the love bomb is a really good balance. So this is how I approach it. Can you close the door, Nyla? You did such a good job today with organizing your room. It's a big girl room. And we worked really hard in getting rid of like empty boxes and throwing away old stuff. So can you just continue putting the wheel of pens together, making it neat and making sure everything's in the hole? Give me your iPad, please. No. I did the wheel of pens already. Give me the iPad. There's always something else. Let go of the iPad. Well, then she came in to grab a distraction, which was her iPad. Now, if she has her iPad, then she's not in her room reading or cleaning, which is what I asked her to do earlier. And so then I had to say very firmly, give me your iPad. That is not going to be what we're doing right now. You have to constantly keep them on course. If you let one thing slide, then you're going to be sliding down the hill and the mommying is just going to be harder. So I have to be very intentional in those moments and say what I need to say in those moments and not let a moment slip. So 
Here we are now. We keep changing the subjects. I keep having to stay on my toes, but now it's the iPad. Thank you. I need you to go organize more stuff, put the pins in the place. If you see... Excuse you. That's not cool, Nyla. I'm screaming because I pushed the trash can and it's pointy and I used my blister foot. and So it's so like, you hurt your foot and so you screamed it at me? I got it. That was you expressing no, I pain. I only screamed because I was, I was, it hurt. So I need to okay. You. okay. So it's a really interesting moment because she did. She was mad at me for making her go away. She was mad at me for taking away her iPad, but it came out with her yelling at me. And then as soon as she realized she yelled and I said that wasn't cool, then she changed her story. Well, it was because I kicked my foot. Oh, it was because, and I, and, and I obviously know what the truth is, but I'm going to let her have it because I have grace for my child. And I'm going to let her explore that she knows what's wrong. I don't have to tell her that was wrong that she screamed at me. But I'm going to I'm going to question her motives. I'm going to question what she said because I keep telling her what she says is important. She has to be authentic with her word. I mean, that's the four agreements. I'm teaching her all kinds of things simultaneously and checking her at the same time. Don't scream at me. Tell me if you have a problem with the fact that I'm taking your iPad away. Don't just lash out. We're eight. We're at the level where we're a little bit more emotionally intelligent. We can express ourselves versus having temper tantrums. Okay. And it goes on from there. Here we go. Find something else, mama. Nyla, stop stop acting up. That's not cool. Okay. Thank you. I say that because I hear a big crash in her room. So I have an Aries. No, I have a cancer baby with an Aries rising, y'all. Ooh, wee. When, is she crying? So that means emotions, like thunderstorms, hurricanes, blazing fire of emotions. You know, having an emotional child is not the hardest thing in the world. There are more challenging circumstances, but it's not easy because you have to honor their emotions, not let it trigger your emotions, but also soothe their emotions at the same time. Not tell them their emotions are wrong, but allow them to learn how to navigate through their emotions. I had to learn when to be firm and then when to raise up. I had to learn when to negotiate and then when to pull back, when to check her, when she's just plain wrong. And when you have a daughter who loves to talk and to converse about everything, it's just the way that it goes. I, Me saying, be quiet, shut up, we're not talking now, let's go have silence is not going to get me anywhere. You have to know who your child is and know what the best way to navigate those stormy waters while also staying true to yourself and leaving them with lessons learned. Now, when I need silence and I need cooperation, I may have to ask a couple times or a couple thousand times. But in my scenario, I co-parent. And specifically for us, she has very different parenting at her dad's house than she has at my house. So that's very confusing for a child. But What I know to be true is that the parenting at my house needs to be not only very specific, but it can't waver. I cannot play those games because at her dad's house, there are no boundaries. She gets to do whatever she wants. She gets to have temper tantrums and 
what happens from those temper tantrums is she gets her way. Here, she tries it. And I have to remind her, what is that going to do, baby? That you melting down is not going to get you what you want. It actually upsets me. And it pushes the thing that you want further away. But I say that with love. And now she repeats it after me. But an everyday scenario for me might sound like this. But in the meantime, Nyla, I've asked you for some privacy. I'm in the middle of doing my podcast. Sorry, I just wanted to know what, what you're on camera. I'm, yes, I'm, re- I'm recording. Please. For your podcast? Yes, Nyla, I'm recording for my podcast. Please go to your room. Thank you. Baby, why not? Close the door. Okay, so... Oh, and did I mention she's quite the performer as well? So that's another layer on top. And if you heard the last thing she said, you might need to rewind it. (laughs) She said, and the Grammy Award goes to, like, what is happening? (laughs) Parenting a vibrant, lively, outgoing, vivacious little eight-year-old ain't for the week, y'all. And a lot of you are probably shaking your head. You've been there. God bless us all. Okay, so I finally have my beautiful eight-year-old back in her room. She understands I need quiet. And this is where we are as I'm recording my podcast. So today, see how hard that was? Like now I'm totally thrown because my daughter came in and out. So, you know, every week that I've done this pod, first of all, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on Mama Stay with Tanika Ray and for listening to all the pods and, and for sending me so much love and for rooting me on. It's just really, really dope. And I'm appreciative of it. I know this audience, you guys give us so much grace. You see that? I have a thousand things going on and I try to get back to my podcast. I lose my train of thought. I literally then record 10 minutes of a branch subject that really truly had nothing to do with what I wanted to talk to you about. So I had to delete that. The editing process is real. But ultimately, I know that there is always a through line. And the through line is we make it happen, y'all. We make it work. What I've been so proud of about this pod, and I'm going to celebrate it in its 45th episode. Thank you. This is our September issue. This is our big, bad, splashy episode where we kind of pat ourselves on the back. I talk a little bit about who you've missed. I know that every week we get new moms. We get a crop of new mamas searching for their tribe, looking for their community, a place that just feels safe. I wanted to celebrate the women that we've had so far. My goal has always been to create a collective of moms who are progressive in their thinking, who are loving at their core, who are uh, intentional about raising empathetic children, conscious children, who are interested in gentle parenting, who are interested in defeating generational traumas and curses. This collective of moms will blow your mind. I started off with a girlfriend of mine who is very different from me. She's a white mom raising two black daughters. And I loved having this really open dialogue with her because when George Floyd happened, she was one of the moms that really was like, I'm, I see, I've seen all the shenanigans my whole life. I've been open to these discussions. Let's talk. Tell me where I can be more aware of my biases, aware of my privilege, aware of where I abuse it accidentally. She's somebody that's, that really wants to learn, especially raising 
two black daughters. And so I love this conversation so much. For me, it's very important. Not only do we raise conscious, beautiful, loving children who are going to do good in the world, but that our community, we're speaking openly. We're having transparent conversations. We're shifting together. We've never in the history of the world been here where we can actually look other cultures in the face and say, that hurt my feelings. And this is why. And where the person who hurt your feelings is open enough to say, ooh, I didn't realize I was offensive that way. Let me work on it. This is a beautiful moment in history. Let's take advantage of it. And so I really wanted to make a statement my first hit out of the park. For me, Mama Stay isn't specifically about any particular mother other than she loves her kids. She loves herself. That's a very important one. She's trying to move the ball forward for this beautiful paradigm shift that we're in. And more importantly, wear that title of mom with pride, with strength, and most importantly, without apology. That's what Mama Stay is about. From there, I featured one of my best friends in a two-parter. We're both single moms. She's sexy as hell, and she's rocking it all at 55 years old. She is the person I go to when I am just spent and I might be crying in the corner because parenting is so damn hard. She's the one that tells me, have you thought of it this way? Well, you're doing a great job. And she fuels my strength to step back into that mommying ring. Her name is Tangie Ambrose. You do not want to miss that two-parter, as well as Anita Kopach. Oh, Anita Kopach. She's dopey, dope, dope, dope. She was the editor-in-chief of Heart and Soul magazine. She calls herself a spiritual psychologist, which I think is the most brilliant title. It just so her at all at the same time. She's incredibly spiritual, conscious, aware, but she has the, the goods to back it up, right? She also wrote this amazing book called Shallow Waters that was distributed by Charlemagne the Gods company, distribution company. She's dope. She came on. We did a two-parter with her. You don't want to miss that. Plus, my girl Moomoo Fresh. I was inspired this week because I'm looking back at the anthology of Mama's Day with Tanika Ray, and it is incredible. The women that have come on, the moms that have come on, and the moms that are coming on in the future blow my mind. Get down with a little girl talk, a little mama chat, a little fireside chat with women that know exactly what you're going through. I also had Destiny, if you know her as Manifest Destiny on all the social sites. Now she's Destiny Anne. She just wrote a book. Destiny Anne has been hugely influential on the social media platforms. She's a certified parent coach. You guys all know our favorite song, Bitch, You Doing a Good Job. Bitch, You Doing a Good Job. Well, she wrote that song. Her wisdom on how to parent is endless. Gentle parenting, she says, works. So wouldn't you want to figure out how to gently parent so that you don't lose your holy shit every time your child sends you to the brink of sanity? You want to be able to gently treat them, gently handle mommying so that you can be gentle to yourself all at the same time. Because if you don't trip out and if your kid doesn't send you someplace and if you aren't having this like, back and forth 
struggle with your children to do what you want and how to do it and just living the life with, of two people. Women literally live the life. They can't disconnect. They are fully connected to their children, living their lives day to day. <laughs> There's literally, I mean, I think I, I didn't understand that because my parents so effectively disconnected, right? I, I was very hurt by the disconnection. But now that I'm a parent, I understand it's necessary. Damn, it's just necessary because you need time or you are then just a baby machine. And I think the people who, wow, my hair looks amazing. The people who want to be baby machines, cool, but not all of us aspire for that to be our only contribution to the world. I want to accomplish so many more things. Anyway, I say all that to say, because if you have missed the last 44 episodes, catch up. (laughs) I think you'll have a really good time. And the variety of moms, the texture of the moms that have been here. Ananda Lewis was amazing. You love her on her Emmy-winning show, Paternity Court TV. That is my sis. I adore her on every level. You want to get down. She's an attorney. She's an author. She's a speaker. I first saw her when I was a young television person, and I saw her on HGTV, and I loved what she did. I aspired to do what she did, and I ended up working on HGTV, so she's a big part of my history, and you guys love her today because, the honey, she'd be breaking it down. She's gone viral so many times with people like imitating and literally acting out her monologues that are that are completely from the dome when she has to deal with irresponsibility of parents and just a woman not knowing who her baby is and just the shenanigans of it all. She's there with a cool head and a warm heart and she gives an irrational explanation of why people really need to shift and grow, why they really need to work on themselves, why they really need to like go away from the people who are toxic that continue to allow them to be in this hamster wheel of their life, making ridiculous decisions, making decisions rooted in trauma and toxicity. Y'all run. Anyway, she's incredible. All the things she's learned. And she talks about loving being the mommy of this brilliant son of hers that is just a little superstar in the making. He is a prince. He is incredibly intelligent. He is incredibly empathetic. He's incredibly talented in sports. And she's just winning. I love talking to moms who just win. They win. They win. They win. Well, let's all win together. I'm inspired by all these women every single day. I think about them in every scenario of my life. Think about this. I've aired 44 moms, 44 moms across the landscape of our world, from actors to singers to stay-at-home moms to boss moms to women who are single, divorced, married, women who chose to be single, women who didn't and had an ugly divorce they had to deal with, women that are doing it all right and every scenario we can learn from. And that's what I know to be true. I mean, there's nothing like being a mom that makes you question what you actually know because we go into this journey going, oh, I'm going to be like this and I'm going to be stern and I'm going to, you know, we're wrong. Whatever it is you went into mommyhood thinking you're going to be like, you've changed it 37 times because 
There is no one way to parent. There is no default to parenting. It is every day living and breathing, assessing the situation, shifting and bending to what is required and could have successful results today. So what we want to do in this September issue is celebrate all the moms that I've talked about and so many more. Don't forget Dr. Shafali has been on two episodes of Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. If you don't know who Dr. Shafali is, then you probably won't appreciate Mama's Day very much. Dr. Shafali is the creator of Conscious Parenting. She so beautifully breaks it down in what it is that parents do that are the biggest mistakes that, oh, our kids won't listen to us. And this is my famous example that I say all the time. Parents complain, my child doesn't listen to me. And Dr. Shafali says, uh, have you tried listening to your child? Yeah, that one blows me away every single time. Those two episodes alone will fill your notebook and fill your heart with all the jewels and tips and tricks of mommying. So now that our kids are going back to school, we get to gain those six hours in the middle of the day that are hours. They are nobody's but ours. We get to work out. We get to work. We get to just sit with ourselves. We get to reclaim the foundation of our lives. We get to get off their time and get on our time. And in that practice, we have to sort of re-examine and reconnect with who we are. We aren't just somebody's mother. I mean, the only way we can progress as human beings outside of the title of mom is to find out who we are, to ask those questions. And so this is what I want to do at the end of this week's podcast. I want to reclaim who it is that we are. But in order to do that, we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions. So first up, I'm going to jumpstart your new season, the last couple of months of 2022 with... The simple question, who are you? Who are you? If you don't know where to start, because right now I think nothing is more clear than life isn't going to change. We have to change to create a new experience, to create a new paradigm. And you don't just change by doing the same thing over and over. You change by intentionally adding things to your schedule that enlighten, that feed, that nourish, that remind you of who you are, that reflect you. And so it's an all-day exercise. People who are successful are not successful by accident. They're not successful because they did it sometimes. It is all the time, all day. Who are you? That's a complicated question if you really think about it. I know a lot of people right now, why don't we do it? I'm going to ask the question again, and I want you to number the top three things that you are. Okay. Okay. Ladies, here we go. Who are you? Hmm. I wonder how many of you put number one, what you do for a career. I wonder how many of you put your skin tone. I wonder how many of you answered with your size. Huh? Because I bet you there's some women who are like, I'm big or I'm whatever word they want to use to describe their Zaftig figure. I'm sure they do that as number one. 
But see, I want to challenge all of you to go a little deeper. Who are you? That's who, like that's stripping all the stuff away, the, your bank account, your career, your looks, your walk, your outfits, your purses, your heels, your diamonds, your car, all of that is stripped away. None of that describes who you are. We're going to ask again, and I want you to think a little deeper. Who are you? One, two, three. Who are you? I'm not telling you what's right or wrong. I'm asking you to dig a little deeper. I wanted to just dedicate this pod as we moms are going into a new school year, a new school year. September is a powerful month for renew. I think Labor Day is like the kickoff. We are like, all right, we have another quarter. What are we going to do in the end of 2022? How are we going to take it to the next level? How are we going to improve our lives? How are we going to paradigm shift so that all the things that we sometimes complain about, we can rectify those things? Like I'm out of shape. Okay, bitch, work out. (laughs) So I'm going to spend the next quarter actually being intentional about working out. I'm going to do it. Or I don't drink enough water. Well, let's start drinking enough water. I want to challenge all of you to put... Three things, let's keep the threes, three things at the top of your journal that you're going to do in the next uh, three months, this last quarter of 2022 to level up. Let's have this challenge together. This episode will air the first week in September, right? This will air September 5th. What a perfect day to jumpstart the last quarter of 2022. We moms can do this together. Every single mom that I have interviewed for Mama's Day with Tanika Ray, I can definitively say they all have very clear schedules for themselves and rituals that they partake in without excuse. Braylee Evans, who is every single day gets up and says it loud in her mirror to herself, her affirmations. She is literally shifting the atmosphere to work in her favor because she has dreams and goals and how we can all do this. This is the magic we need to be focusing on. That's the magic we all possess. Braylee Evans, go listen to that episode. That was episode 39, actress Braylee Evans, who's on a bunch of your television shows right now. She makes it happen. If you want to learn how to manifest your greatest dreams with simple tricks that are just also self-care, waking up in the morning, connecting with yourself, looking at yourself in the eye, not only saying, I am love, I am beautiful, I am strong, I am powerful, I'm resilient, I'm loved and I'm loving, I'm productive, I'm inspired, I'm beautiful. I'm a mother. I'm loving and I'm loved. I'm powerful. I'm impactful. I'm productive. I'm successful. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm wise. I need to be better at, and this is what I'm going to work on starting September 5th. I'm going to be better at doing it in the mirror, out loud, in my own eyes, moving the air in the atmosphere towards my favor. 
I hope you felt that. I hope you incorporated. Happy September, mamas. The kids are back in school. Time to get back in touch with ourselves. Love you. Wish you the most. Let's check in next week to see how you are. I'm going to have another amazing mama on. You want to stay tuned from actresses that have been on Soul Food to celebrity makeup artists to there's, it goes on and on and on. You you know, I got you. You know, I got you. All right. I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. This is my, my, I haven't done a solo episode in a while, but this is what was on my heart. I gave you a little snippet of how I gentle parent, even though sometimes it is brutal, it's hard, and it doesn't feel gentle. I'm doing the best that I can to get the result that I need with damaging my daughter in the least possible way to her heart and her little mind. She's so sensitive, but I still have to be firm so that I can get what I need to get. Because right now it is eight o'clock. And this is the time she's supposed to be taking a bath. She's supposed to be in her room right now, reading and writing notes and doing some math equations to kind of keep up, catch up with her math, but also taking care of herself. I need to teach her self-care techniques with being by herself, writing in her journal so that I have the time to do it. So we now, and I just said this at the top when it was a my daughter and I trying to figure out what we're going to do moving forward for the school year, which started when this episode airs, it started last Wednesday. And I decided she and I were going to have a very clear schedule. Eight o'clock is going to be going into the bathroom, getting ready. She does a whole dance in the mirror. She stares at herself. She talks to herself. She gets undressed. She kind of looks at, you know, plays around. She just really gets to know herself in that mirror, which there's nothing wrong with it. I kind of love it. And ultimately, Every time she has like, she'll do it for like hours <laughs> talking to herself. She's an only child. Don't forget. But um, I love it. And then she'll have to take a bath. And then after her bath and after she puts lotion on, let's see if we can remember lotion for eighth grade. I mean, for third grade. Hallelujah. Lotion, baby. She brushes her teeth. Then we can go in her room and we both write in our journal for the breakdown and uh, the download of the day, what we want to do better, what we really enjoyed. And the intentions we have for the next day. And that's what we're going to do from now on. And I'll keep you posted on how it goes. Maybe add that to your arsenal. I know there's a lot of moms that have been on Mama's Day who have writing practices that really gets them through the day. It really allows them to level up, to get rid of pain, to heal, to get closer to yourself, to connect with God, to connect with universe. There's so many amazing benefits from doing these practices. All right. Thank you so much to Jenny Media, my producers who always have my back. Please continue to connect with me as you can always email me, mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. As you're always doing, you can DM me. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, Lusa and Mama Stay. Stay.